welcome back to Something Else, a segment where we attempt to give you advice about the things we're currently struggling with. We are back to answer common wedding planning questions and go just a little bit deeper into the logistics of the process. I have been looking forward to this episode since we talked about doing a podcast. (laughs) This has been one of my favorite parts of wedding planning so far. And truly something I I look forward to in my deepest, darkest days. (laughs) (laughs) It gets you through. It really does. (laughs) Um, We are going to be talking about all things uh, food and drink today. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to split up our vendors episodes into smaller parts because there are so many of them. Yeah, you do not even know (laughs) how many vendors you're going to have for your wedding unless you have a venue that has an all-inclusive package where you do not use any outside vendors. And even then, you are going to be coordinating with those vendors. Yeah. So there's something in this episode for all of you, I promise. (laughs) We're going to be covering things like dinner, drinks, dessert, and hors d'oeuvres this episode. We are not talking about edible favors or like pre-party meals, um, which should be provided if you're planning an all-day event for you and your party. Oh, absolutely. Like, please do not forget to eat the day of your wedding. Nobody wants to pass out from sustenance neglect. No, seriously. (laughs) And that's not only for the bride and the groom or the groom and the groom and the bride and the bride, but also their party, their family members. You are all going to be working so hard and make sure that you have food prior to this very exciting food from your vendors. Yes. (laughs) Um, Make sure that you talk with your venue about specifics that they have before you get your heart set on something. Right, because... If you want food trucks like we do and you pick a venue that doesn't have the space for them, that's that's going to be a problem. Right. So, so make sure that you go back to both the episode where we discuss uh, the priorities that mm-hmm. you have uh, and when you're picking a venue, uh, make sure that you sit down and you know, OK, so I want a food truck. I need to make sure my venue has space before choosing that venue. It needs to be all synergistic and stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> And obviously, your venue is super important. Um, your meal and drink options are based on your venue preferences and contract. Uh, some venues have all inclusive with no variations. With you know, they've some have few options to choose from. They still have options, but they're very limited. But overall, you don't have a lot of leeway with venues that do not allow outside catering. But this does not mean that you cannot add additional things. Right. Absolutely. And um, so usually what will happen if you have an inclusive uh, caterer in your venue, um, you still need to sit down with the chef or the uh, coordinator for the catering and they will provide you with a menu of about, um, I would say it's common to have about six or seven different options that you then get to choose between two or three of right. to then offer to your guests. And um, most will prefer that your guests select prior to the day of so that way they usually have like a set number of meals that have been made. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like the very traditional style it's of like the full dinner. catering. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's usually only present now in um, all-inclusive venues, which are still very popular. Yeah, like uh, vineyards, banquet halls, that sort of Hotels. thing. Hotels. Hotels, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So um, just make sure that if you want a customizable um, kind of uh, caterer that you have in mind, that's a priority, your heart is set on it, um, make sure that when you're looking at venues, they allow a BYO caterer. And if you're, if you're having a caterer that is outside of the venue, uh, but they still need access to a kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's super important to get in there with that caterer and have them observe the space so that they can see, you know, is this big enough? Do I have everything I need here? And coordinate that with your vendor. Absolutely. And um, so if you are like, oh, I really do want the sit down fancy meal and I do want it at this venue and they really require me to use their catering, then okay, that's your route that you're going to go. Um, and make sure that they have a wait staff and bussers. Otherwise, you're going to have to hire uh, outside. Um, so just ask all of those good questions. But if you are able to do a BYO caterer, there is catering for virtually any kind of food. Oh, yes. So just because you want a sit-down dinner doesn't mean that you can't be served barbecue plates, you know? That's true. I saw this one thing where they did, um, like, fried chicken catering for the wed- wedding. Oh, I love me some fried chicken. Yeah. 
But um, also, when we were looking this up, um, I saw somebody did an omelet bar. And I remember as a kid going to the country club with my great aunt and seeing the omelet bar and being just amazed because I love me a good omelet. And so people have done that for their weddings. They've they've opted for that kind of yeah. um, style catering. And that's actually more leaning towards buffets, which is another style of catering. Exactly. You can get a caterer that's going to have pre-made plates or you can get a caterer that serves buffet style. There are so many pros to uh, having a buffet style. So basically, if you are like, okay, yes, I want Italian food served at my uh, wedding, but I don't want pre-made plates, I would like to have it buffet style, you absolutely can. Now, as with anything, there are pros and cons. Um, As far as the pros for like a buffet style go, um, guests can eat what they want and how much they want. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I love you know, the variety and that it's it's probably the most customizable option. Yeah, e- even when you're working with your uh, vendor that is doing your catering, um, they usually have a larger menu for you to select from. So they, mm-hmm. they're not going to bring like all 30 dishes that they can make. However, they will probably allow you to choose five or six dishes yeah. um, rather than the two or three if they were going to do pre-made plates. Mm-hmm. And it's self-paced serving so... There's so much money that can be spent on a wait staff mm-hmm. that doesn't need to be spent. Yeah. Like if 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 your budget has come down to it and it's really uh kind of getting close and you have the option of opting out of a wait staff, I think you know that is a good place to yeah. to do it. You do still need like bussers and we'll get to that in a second, but um yeah, being able to invest in maybe one more chef instead of, you know, three or four serving staff Mm -hmm. that way uh the line goes quicker you have fresher food more often um that's going to really help with that self-pacing and you are going to end up saving money yes um there are some cons to buffet style just like anything um popular foods tend to run out more quickly yes um and it's usually not evenly distributed by the end of the night however um if you are choosing buffet style uh, make sure that the vendor knows that you want an unlimited buffet style so like for example with us we are doing buffet style we're serving pizza uh from like wood fire ovens um that they are pulling and you know by their pickup trucks yeah um but it is unlimited for three hours so there's not going to be a possibility and this is something that they've insured me that they're going to like run out of pepperoni. Yeah. If they are, they're going to run to the store and go get some. Right. Um, so that like unlimited part of that means that the buffet is going to continue to serve it until the end. If your caterer does not include that unlimited option, then that means when the macaroni and cheese is out, it's out. And then the rest of the people don't get it. And nothing has broken my heart more in the realm of food. Then, then being, you know, at a buffet style get together and not wanting to be the one to go up and get food first, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, self-conscious or whatever, but then waiting too long and having it all gone. Right. Well, and that's another uh, con that sometimes happens with buffets is that you are not the first one to mm-hmm. get released to go and then get food, because even if you are not doing um numbered assigned seating Mm -hmm. even if you are not going to say okay grandparents eat first and then parents whatever my wedding coordinator my uh, venue coordinator my catering caterer (laughs) (laughs) they have all very specifically told me hey you need to have some kind of order when releasing guests and dismissing them to go and line up for food. Otherwise you're going to have a line of 150 people and it's going to take a lot longer for us to turn out that unlimited pizza. We're going to need to take five minute breaks in between every three or four tables released. Um, And so that way by the end of the night, everybody does have those options to choose between all five pizzas, right? That we're going to be providing. Right. Release them in pods. Yeah, exactly. And so there is still some organization that you are going to have to worry about, even if you do buffet style. So while you don't have to say, Oh, Hey, these four people need uh, gluten free plates and these six people are vegetarian. Um, 
you still do have some logistics to worry about if you choose buffet style. Yeah. Um, there's another style, which I didn't even think about, but uh, I think it's actually pretty cool. There's like the family dinner table style meal mm. where everybody sits at long banquet tables and it's, you know, it's just like uh, the, you know, the classic Christmas long table. There's, you know, a bunch of, yeah. you know, plates and stuff set out and everybody's passing the stuff around. Okay. Maybe not COVID friendly, no. <laughs> but post COVID. Yeah. If you're listening to this post COVID, this is a wonderful option. If you're listening to this pre COVID. You don't exist because uh, <laughs> this podcast. <yeah>. Help. <laughs> Help us. Um, but yeah, think very Buca de Beppo meets like a Viking feast. <laughs> you think what? You've never been to Buca de Beppo? What in the hell is Buca de I thought you were just whipping out a word. You have never heard. You've never been to Buca de Beppo? You, I feel like we've been. No, it's what is that? It's an Italian restaurant and they serve everything family style. There's literally one in City Walk. We walk past it every single time we park. You've I, never my been mind there? is blown right now. What? You've never been to Buca de Be- Okay, well, now we have to go. Okay. It's very good. I'm 100% positive I've never been there because I've never heard that name before. Oh, my gosh. It's good. <laughs> and they So it's a restaurant. I'm sorry. I thought this was common knowledge. It's a restaurant that serves Italian food family style. And that's okay. like their whole thing. And so their portions are huge. Because it's meant to be served like a traditional Italian gotcha. family dinner. I mean, I love huge portions of Italian food. So yeah, yeah that sounds okay. amazing. Well, um, okay. if you guys want to visit us, we'll probably be at Buca di Beppo. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is also the option for food trucks yeah. at weddings. And this is what we opted for. Um for a couple of reasons. I love the aesthetic of it. I love that um when you hire a food truck they bring what they need. You mm. don't have to worry about kitchen space. Um, you do have to worry about them having space to park and mm-hmm. also needing a hookup to power. Mm-hmm. That is something that you can really quickly ask your venue. Um, even on your first walkthrough tour, they will be able to, they, they will most likely say, hey, if you want food trucks, we do have a hookup for this outside. Um, now, to be clear, because uh, we said we're doing the buffet style, we are doing a food truck that serves buffet style. Yes. Like we're not utilizing a kitchen space at all. Right. So, um, yeah, we opted for a pizza food truck. Mm-hmm. They're going to serve a buffet style. Yeah, it's they are actually amazing. bringing their um, big brick ovens that they cook the pizzas in mm-hmm. um, and they're pulling them in trucks. Um when you have a food truck, you do not have to have it buffet style. Lots of food trucks actually do serve per person. So mm-hmm. um, I would recommend that you provide your guests with tickets. Yes. Um, and that's usually how it goes. Or you talk to your food truck vendor beforehand and you say, hey, this is how many meals because this is how many people. Right. You also have the option uh, to choose multiple food trucks to be present at your wedding. Yeah. Um, you can hire multiple food trucks with different types of cuisine for the cost of one caterer that like would do a sit down Mm -hmm. meal yeah because it is usually a much cheaper option also i mean we're all about supporting the small business and there are so many small business food trucks that are absolutely delicious Uh, yeah i'm super excited for this um we're also doing a food truck for our dessert and we'll get to that later mm-hmm. so there are so many options um as long as there's space and there's an availability for a hookup um then you absolutely should consider food trucks it's going to be more cost effective uh they usually bring all of their own like plates cutlery all of that good stuff and uh, the only thing you need to worry about is communication beforehand with either them knowing how many people you're going to have or your people being able to give them a ticket and receive their food. And also something I didn't even consider is we love like novelty carnival food. So like much. She, she loves the carnival and she gets teary eyed every time it comes to <laughs> come to town. We love like a fair, <laughs> like a good like fair. A good oh, fair. Yeah. So that this is a cool way. If, you know, you want your wedding to be, you know, unique and fun mm-hmm. um, to to do that, to, to have like a um, like a like a, a breakfast food truck, you yes. know, or, you know, just a whole bunch of other. 
And there are so many different cool, unique food trends. Yeah. Um, even if you don't want to do a food truck, you could have a breakfast buffet, like you were saying, an omelet yeah. bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like, unless you're doing a brunch style wedding, which I, I do think is super elegant and definitely consider a brunch it's wedding. A little, a little fancy. A little it fancy, is. Fancy. And you will save money if you're like getting married on a Sunday, like maybe a Sunday morning is your ceremony mm-hmm. and then you eat, uh, you know, brunch instead of dinner. You're going to save money on your venue usually because it's not a Saturday. And then you can use that money to splurge on an omelet bar. Now, this is something this, you know, this whole podcast is our personal opinion. So we can say this. But um, <laughs> all these like fun food options, they need to be done like way more often. Oh, so much more. Give me a barbecue station. Give me a taco bar. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to eat chicken steak or fish. Yeah. I don't want to eat that anymore. And some people really do. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. But I don't. I mean, I love a good steak. I make a mean baked chicken. But sometimes I want to eat some fun stuff at a nice big old party. Right. And if it's a party, consider like what foods you enjoy most at parties. Like just because your mom and your grandma and your grandma's grandma's grandma had chicken, steak or fish does not mean that you need to. Yeah. Mm -mm. So there are tons of questions to ask your caterer before hiring. And before you even talk to them, check Yelp, check wedding wire, check all of that. Um, Look at the pictures and look at the reviews that people have uh, put on Mm -hmm. there. I have noticed that when it comes to wedding uh, industry stuff, most people will give good reviews if they are happy. Like oftentimes if you look at like Amazon reviews of a product, usually most people don't review unless they didn't like something. Right. But in the case of the wedding industry, that's actually I've seen it's the opposite. If somebody has a really bad experience, they'll tell you. But also they will definitely tell you if you've had a good experience. Like I know for the case of us, um, all of our vendors are small businesses. Yes. And so we've been really making it a point to uh, provide them with positive reviews and feedback, um, both on like, you know, Yelp and Wedding Wire and their shops and stuff. Like yeah. I, I, we just received our like paper flowers for our wedding and yeah. immediately I took pictures and gave her a five star review because I was so excited and I want her to continue with her business and stuff. And I know I chose her because I saw the positive reviews. So I also wanted to provide one. Yeah. So and we love, yeah. we love supporting local businesses, you know, and that's something that is like, near and dear to our hearts yeah like really our first thought when our heart became set on food trucks was we were going to do in and out Mm -hmm. because that's what i thought of a food truck when thinking food trucks like Mm. was in and out um also i think when we had gotten the idea my work was like there was a wolf in and out truck at my work and then i (laughs) texted you and i was like we should do this for our wedding (laughs) um but then we started to look into it and because in and out is a big like corporation even though it is delicious i um, I saw that they weren't going to have like half of the iconic foods that yeah. they are known for and that we enjoy. Um, and also that it was going to be so much. And then we started to look into other types of food trucks, discovering that you can serve so much more than just burgers and fries from a truck and um, that it was going to be more cost effective. And that is even more customizable because it's small business and still really delicious. Like I know oh we, we tried uh, we tried a few Mm-hmm. when kind of deciding whether or not we wanted them to cater the wedding. And I think the one we landed on um, oh, is pretty fantastic. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. I'm very excited. So these questions, after looking at their reviews and all that, um, the most important one, do you have my date available? <laughs> I, You know, I think, yeah, that's kind of the most important thing. And if you forget, they'll usually ask, but <laughs> just be, be forthcoming with that information. Um, and if this is your first priority and you want to book this before you book your venue, make sure that they have multiple dates available that you are considering. Yeah. Just, yeah. Communicate with them. Uh, next one. Can you work around my budget? Now you can say this to all of your vendors. That does not mean that they can or will. Right. Um, give them your amount and they will usually work with you, but don't be, don't be rude. Like yeah, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. work with you, but you're not going to get like the queen's feast for eight bucks a head. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, and that's why I'm such a big advocate for food trucks because they are much more cost effective. If you need to ask this question and they're more accommodating mm-hmm. like, and customizable. Usually yeah. 
But regardless of the type of catering or um, the logistics and the way in which you're serving dinner, um, you should definitely ask that question. Um, can you work around my budget if that's something that you need to be considering? Yeah. Also, um, dietary restrictions. You know? Yeah. Ask them, what accommodations do you have for dietary restrictions? If you're going to do a sit-down dinner, like we said, you need to account for those who are vegetarian, those who have maybe gluten allergies or whatever, mm. and provide that for your caterer ahead of time. Yeah. If you are having a buffet style, then you need to make sure that there are vegetarian options. Um, and, you know, this is a need-to-know thing. I mean, like... We're not going to have a vegan meat because we maybe know one vegan. Yeah. And I know that they will be comfortable with getting a meal like beforehand and then snacking on the options that we do have. And I have made sure that even though the meal might not have like vegan substitutes, there are things that they can also enjoy. And so it's not your responsibility to take care of your guests every single which way. But having a variety will always help with that. And so making sure that your caterer can offer that uh, is is pretty important. Also, when do you need final headcount and accommodation list by? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm and these are things that I don't even think I thought about. But of course you did because you're super <laughs> intelligent. Well, knowing um, when things need to be fully accounted for is going to help you when you're asking for RSVPs. Mm -hmm. So if you know that a month out, you need to give the final headcount to your caterer, you can't say, Hey, you can let me know up to two weeks before if you're going to come and what, what meal you're choosing. So having that information will then be good to give your guests information that you need. So I would say um, most caterers need the information between two and four weeks out for your final headcount. Um, and so then plan that you ask your guests two months before that cutoff to provide you with um, if they're going and what their meal preference is, if that's what you're doing. Because right. then you get the stragglers and stuff within the month. And so then you're way good b- by your due date. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you'll be surprised. You, you are going to have to chase down RSVPs no matter what, especially if you're doing sit down meals, either that or everybody's getting fish. It's like, you know, that friend that always shows late. So you tell them to show up three hours early so that mm-hmm. they show up on time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Some they're, they're still late. Yeah. They're still late. Um, Another one is, do you provide bussers and wait staff? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, providing things like cutlery, plates, napkins, too. You would think that that goes without saying. It really you know, doesn't, But though. it doesn't. Yeah, you, you need to read the fine print. Not to say that any kind of caterer is trying to bamboozle you, um, but sometimes people assume... Uh, things that are not necessarily true. Like if right. you assume that they're going to bring, you know, a team of 10 uh, and they assume that, you know, that they're only bringing a team of two, like, you know, just making sure you ask that question because it could potentially save you money. Like I know for us, our um, pizza catering is bringing all their plates, forks, napkins, and they also are bringing like four staff, um, but they are not providing a busser. Right. And so, we save money and we don't have to worry. We're not doing place settings because of that. And that was something huge. I would have had to worry about chargers and all that, but I'm actually saying no to that because they are providing it given that it's buffet style. However, they do not have bussers and they're like, so we need to get somebody else to then go ahead and clean up or we can ask them to provide a busser and we pay an extra fee. Yeah. So So we're not paying for, double on something right exactly and then we're not left without something you know yeah communication between everybody it has to be so so thorough you are not rude for asking questions in fact they encourage you to ask questions because then they don't have to answer your questions afterwards and you be unsatisfied (laughs) um another question is like do you do food tastings is there an extra charge for this this is this is fun um And if if you are um, doing it through just a caterer, um, they will most likely have a food tasting set up. Maybe not right now because it's not super safe, but Mm. um, they they have like they're they're, they're making accommodations accordingly. Um, But if you are looking into like food that also has like maybe a restaurant or if it is a food truck, like we didn't contact them and say, hey, you know, we are um, 
we're interested in this. Give us a free tasting. We actually just went and bought food and ate it. Yeah. And wanted to support them, you know. And yeah. we did that a couple different times with different trucks. We just found out when they were parked and we just were a regular customer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we tried to do that with uh, all of our our food trucks that we were looking at. Our ice cream guy is actually really, really nice. And he just wanted to, to give us samples just because. And mm-hmm. that's something that if, if you talk to them, some people will offer that. Like, yeah, yeah, do a free tasting. You yeah. Know? Because especially for like smaller businesses like food trucks, they want they want to be hired. Yes. You and know? even um, like sit down catering that like chefs. Yeah. Um, they do want to be hired. And so they will usually offer you a food tasting. Um, and if it is extra charge, it's usually not very much. Yeah. Uh, another question is, do you handle rental equipment such as tables, chairs, et cetera? So this is usually if like um, they're providing servers and things like that. Um, are they also able to maybe uh, close down if you had to rent, um, you know, like uh, tables and stuff for their serving? Mm-hmm. Are they able to take that down or is that an extra fee? Um, just with insurance stuff, you never know what they are and are not allowed to do. Right. So yeah. it's just a good question to ask. Um, if there is leftover food from the event, can we have it wrapped up for guests to take it home or have it delivered to a local shelter? I love this, and um, I definitely think this could make or break uh, a choice for a caterer, at least for me, mm-hmm. because there is absolutely going to be extra food unless you have an in-house caterer that is doing it by the head and no more. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to buy a set amount of food. You may have a few less guests show up and um, there's going to be just there's going to be leftover food. Yeah, there, it, I, I've seen um, like Mexican food caterers that have whole trays of beans still beans yeah. and rice left over because um, nobody's going to eat it. Like mm-hmm. th- there's so much food being made. There's definitely going to be like whole trays of food absolutely and we want to know that it's not going to be wasted yeah and so if you um if your caterer is not going to donate it themselves i would definitely recommend asking for the leftovers to be um, packaged and sealed and then that is something that you can either ask um, a party member or a family member or something to go and distribute that for you or you can go after the wedding and um you can donate it yeah like i i think that's super awesome like we we're gonna be in like a very urban center of la Mm -hmm. and um as we were driving through like near our venue there's actually on the next street a just a stream of homeless people Mm -hmm. and i asked our venue coordinator i said hey um if we have extra food can we can we give food to these people and she Mm -hmm. said yeah absolutely i don't think that your caterer will do that but like you guys can yeah and I very much want to. I think that that's, I, I, I just think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So definitely ask about that. Um, also, what is the ratio of servers to guests? This is important for the overall flow of your meal, regardless of how it is being served. Yeah. Um, if you have a sit down dinner, you need to make sure that it's going to be timely and that everybody's going to get served at the same time. Mm-hmm. If it's buffet style, then you need to make sure that the line is not going to take uh, an hour and a half, the entirety of dinner for table 20 to get the food. Um, there is going to be a lull, but um, making sure that you have four or five servers at cooks, chefs, all of that um, to your 150 guests <laughs> is super yeah. important because if there's only two of them, yeah. it, it just inherently is going to be backed up. The, the difference between, you know, four servers for your 50 guests versus for your 150 guests Yes, is a huge difference. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to, we don't, I mean, we like our vendors. We don't want to run them ragged. Absolutely. Another question to ask all of your vendors uh, is the many types of fees. What is the fee for setup? What is the fee for takedown? Uh, what is the tax amount? Because there are going to be taxes and fees applied. Um, there's even, I mean, there's going to be hidden fees galore, just like with anything. Um, and it's usually to pay for the work that they are doing, their labor. Um, tips, uh, if there are tips that are built into the amount that you pay or if it is kind of common courtesy or even a requirement to provide a percentage of tips beforehand. Mm. If your event, if your dinner ends up running long, like sometimes does, what is the fee per maybe half hour, per right. minute, whatever that you are going to charge that we go over our said booking time. Mm-hmm. If we book them till 7:30 but people don't stop eating until 8:30, 
then what is the amount going to be for that extra hour? That's why we pad the budget like Absolutely. we did in our budget episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there are tons of fees. Make sure that you read contracts, but also just ask them to be transparent because they will if you ask, hmm. really. And if they're not, then maybe that's a sign that that's a vendor you don't want to work right. with. And if they already have gratuity in the contract, uh, you don't need to put like a tip jar for them. But I think for anybody that doesn't have gratuity, I would I would strongly recommend doing chip jars because I mean absolutely because yeah. why not oh, yeah. we we spend all this money let mm-hmm. make them spend money <laughs> our we, guests <laughs> we take very very good care of our vendors <laughs> yeah which, which you should you should, it should be, be kind yeah. and respectful and pay them for their labor and their time and mm-hmm. their expertise um there are so many people with different vendors that have gotten upset like i can't believe that you're charging this much for it. it's like well first of all i'm a small business so yeah. i'm this is my income second of all like this is a service that i provide that obviously you can't do yourself or don't want to do yourself <laughs> exactly. so then you need to pay for it you need to pay for not only my like my abilities uh, but also my time and my labor and all of my supplies because all of that comes out of other people's pockets. Yeah, and that's why any like extra tip we can give them, uh, mm-hmm. we 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 want to strive for. Yes. Um. Another one is what is your refund or cancellation policy? This mm. is especially important because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just make sure that they are understandable and sympathetic given the current situation, and that if they have a super rigid cancellation policy or that they will not provide. Uh, the majority of your deposit back, which I get. And sometimes that kind of makes or breaks the the choice of whether or yeah. not to, to use them. The company that is uh, providing our pizza for our dinner, um, they actually told me, hey, go ahead and like just hold off on the deposit. We do not require a deposit to um, guarantee you the day. So they basically were like, answer all these questions, provide all this information, let's talk. Okay, cool, you're booked don't give us money yet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Because usually most vendors are like, hey, you give us money and then your spot is secure. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, absolutely. But they said, hey, with everything going on, we don't want you to lose any money. And our boss is pretty strict about not giving deposits back. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, and I was hesitant and they noticed my hesitation. And I'm sure that they noticed a lot of people's hesitation with that because then they said, don't worry, we don't overbook. We don't like we don't book um, we don't double book yeah so basically once we have this agreement we have a contract that i have signed um and so they don't require a deposit until about six months out mm-hmm. um and so i didn't have to worry about that so by the time we know whether or not we need to postpone we can go ahead and postpone and do a new contract and we won't lose that deposit because they right. do have a no refund for deposit like policy that's crazy i didn't i didn't realize that yeah and so but i talked to them and they were super accommodating and they were like yeah so we're doing this but don't do that yet and so i mean ask it is very (laughs) clear that aaron is in charge of communication for this (laughs) (laughs) no i just read the fine print (laughs) um so dinner is not the only thing that you will most likely be serving at your wedding Mm -hmm. there are also hors d'oeuvres hors d'oeuvres these are usually served during cocktail hour usually you think like cocktail shrimp stuffed mushrooms puff pastries with like some weird jam Mm. um you can totally do that or you can get even more creative about it yeah there's some really crazy cool stuff that i had never even heard before and now i kind of want to do just at home for a little picnic yeah and um we have opted out of a cocktail hour Mm -hmm. um but that does not mean we are not incorporating hors d'oeuvres um so a lot of the things that you do have are usually at cocktail hour just because you want to provide your guests with something to snack on before their meal otherwise they get really rowdy and kind of drunk and obnoxious (laughs) And if you're going to take an hour or two hours to take pictures, you do need to be providing them snacks. Yeah. It'd be um, a shame not to. Yeah. So you can get like as crazy as you want. We saw things like mini grilled cheeses with mugs of tomato soup. It was so adorable. <laughs> Chocolate covered bacon. Um, yes, all of these kind of things. You can either have servers serve to your guests or you can mm-hmm. set up hors d'oeuvre tables Mm -hmm. there are things like raw bars this is very expensive but if you can afford it and you like it there's like raw bars of like seafood sushi all that good stuff and Mm. it's usually like in a big table with ice it's actually pretty um (laughs) 
you can do a charcuterie board, a grazing table. Mm. I am all about charcuterie right now. Yeah. She's got a Ugh. new book that is she's learning. I'm learning how to like make it pretty, not just like good and tasting. I think the first year that we since we had moved in, mm-hmm. we did not have any charcuterie boards. And now no. we have three or four. Yeah, because like like actual like wooden boards because yeah. I'm excited and you need different shapes for different things. And so for your wedding, you can have what's called a grazing table. So you make a charcuterie board, but on a larger scale. And so you actually turn it an entire table into this. Right. And now people with COVID have been um, changing this into something called charcuterie cones. What? They're so cute. So you basically provide all of the... Um, like different foods and like fixings that you would have on a board, but you put them in little cones and you put things like that would pair together well on different little individual skewers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, And then people can grab them and then they're not touching everybody else's food. Right. And it is so cute and it looks really good. And then you still lay them out on trays and stuff. And Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Um, you can also go like the classic bar snacks route because usually cocktail hour, you're serving drinks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also serve things like chips, nuts, dip, like party platters without, you know, the communal, you know, bowl of pretzels and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you, obviously yeah. we'll do, you know, we do like individual baggies of things. Um, we, for our engagement party, uh, because it was Halloween themed, mm-hmm. we got these little tiny, um, cauldrons mm-hmm. from the Dollar Tree, the Dollar Tree's your friend. And, um, <laughs> we got a bunch of party platters and we put like, veggies and like meat and cheese fruits for people to grab that they would get from a tray but it was individual Mm -hmm. and so that's like uh, actually i think that would work even well uh like without a global pandemic yeah (laughs) no it it did it it worked really well yeah um you can also do carnival foods yeah um you can do (laughs) things like cotton candy pretzels um what we are doing uh, is actually a little bit different. So because we're kind of hinting at an old Hollywood, old Broadway kind of cinema theme, um, we are having at the entryway before you get into our ceremony, we are serving popcorn and soda. Mm-hmm. Um, and little so concession stand is yeah. an old, we bought an old uh, like antique style popcorn machine. It's and beautiful. it's gorgeous and we love it. And my cousins are going to be running it. And yeah. um, so I gave them a little job. It was so funny. I asked my cousin, I was like, hey, w- would you and your sister like do this for me? And uh, and I was trying to convince him. I was like, it's super easy. We'll show you how to do it. And you don't have to come super early, but we'll pay you. And he just kind of <laughs> blinked at me and was like, I mean, like I would have done it either way. But yeah, like, yeah, I'll do it to be paid. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> Um, so you had me yeah, at will you, right? I know. Um, and so that's what we are doing. And then we're, um, uh, yeah, so we have little bags of pretzels and then we're doing, um, customized Coke bottles, um, yeah. and instead of favors and stuff now, because we have the popcorn and Coke and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, you know, we opted out cause we had initially wanted to do, uh, like a concession stand, like candy bar with a bunch mm-hmm. of different candies and stuff. And we also a charcuterie wa- board, a charcuterie table, but um, that's a lot of food, you know. And yeah. to reduce cost, and because we didn't want to stuff our guests before, mm-hmm. like dinner even came. And because we are not doing a cocktail hour, yeah. we felt that we didn't need hors d'oeuvres in that. Uh, order of ceremony fill you with hors d'oeuvres and then fill you with dinner right after (laughs) so instead we're giving them hors d'oeuvres before the ceremony so they can jump right into dinner yeah we would kind of break it up because they're um most people do opt for passed out hors d'oeuvres like we said if there is a waiting period and also it's usually um provided by servers so that they can kind of control the portions and how much people eat um, and if you do it buffet style, yeah, some pe- some people are going to gorge themselves on that before dinner, and then you're going to have a yeah. lot of leftover food. Also, moving on to the topic of desserts. Oh, finally. We love desserts. Uh, you do not have to settle for a cake. No, it's expensive. <laughs> it's hard to serve. It's out. Yeah, it it's. I mean, the the five tier heavily decorated thing. It's hard to transport. Mm-hmm. It in every comedy, there's a cake that falls over. It's just obnoxious. Not just a comedy. 
it happens in real life. <laughs> so quick story time. My wonderful grandmother, my mother's mother, um, she is a fantastic cook and baker. Like shout out to Barbara. We love her. Um, and she used to have her own catering company where she would do, um, I think she did dinner and stuff too, but she would always do cakes. Um, it was like her specialty. She loved doing it. She still loves doing it. She made Abby's birthday cake. God, she, she makes, makes a great cake. My birthday cakes all the time. She made my graduation cake is beautiful. Um, and so she, uh, used to bring these beautiful, lavish, <laughs> decorated cakes, right? Um, and this one time they were driving, it was my grandma, my grandpa and my mom. And I do not tell the story as wonderfully as they do, but they were driving up this driveway and my grandma was already worried about the cake, uh, worried about it falling over. It was not refrigerated, so she needed to get it to the venue. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, she's holding it right. And they get all the way to the venue and she's like, and like her cartoon sweat beads she wiped off her head right and then as soon as my grandpa parks the car it goes and like i i visually i know you can't see but i have just jerked <laughs> forward and the cake just it, it got messed up yeah. yeah um she was able to salvage it because she is an absolute queen and nobody noticed but like <laughs> to this day they talk about the stress and strain of that cake and what's so funny is during the event they were watching the cake lean all <laughs> night long and they said that in pictures like the cake over the course of the night just gets further and further <laughs> tilted it is so funny all of this to say it's a huge hassle. <laughs> and it's really expensive. It's really expensive. And think of my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> think of poor Barbara. We love Barbara. But also people think of weddings and stuff and they, they see the pictures, they, they experience weddings and they think that what they see is something that they have to emulate. Mm -hmm. And wedding cakes is one of those things. Everybody has to have a, a, a wedding cake. It has to be nice and beautiful and white and have the cake toppers and everything. It, you don't have to do nope. any of that stuff. No, you, you don't. don't have to. Now, you can if you want to, and that's fine, but you don't have to. And part of like the joy of this party is being able to create it the way we want to. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many alternatives when serving dessert. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things is uh, dessert bars and tables. Oh, yes. Literally, this can be anything sweet from cookie bars, ice cream stations, candy bars where you like like a candy store. You go and you have a bag and you scoop whatever you <laughs> yeah, want exactly. and you eat out of the bag with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen fondue, s'more stations, um, mm. and donut walls, mini churro station. Oh, yes. my gosh. Like think about when you go to a buffet, you know, at a restaurant or whatever, and they have like the whole like dessert bar where you see all the different mm -hmm. cobblers and cheesecakes and all that stuff. Like incredible. You can create that for yourself for your yeah. party and this is actually something that you can either have a vendor come in that a bakery or whatever mm -hmm. that specializes in sweets or you can do it yourself you can um stop by the bakery the day of or the night before or whatever you can delegate somebody else to do actually you should delegate somebody else to do that yeah. um and pick it up and put it together right before the ceremony um so that way you know it's taken care of it's there's so many options and it really you are fully able to be customizable if you have that like dessert bar or dessert station. And if you're going to do a dessert bar, consider providing fruit and chocolate for those who may need a fresh element or consider fruit to be a treat. Absolutely. Like you want to customize your dessert bar to have like the elements that you like. If you are a cookie, a brownie bitch and you got the cake pops and the candy and everything. Um, but also consider those who really do consider mm -hmm. fruits to be dessert and, and provide those fresh elements. Like not only visually is it going to be stunning, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, but it's it's going to uh, be more accommodating to those guests that may maybe don't want those heavy sweets after a big meal. Yeah, I saw this picture of a cobbler that somebody made is a nice berry cobbler. Mm. And the way they had set it up on the table, they had blueberries and blackberries and, and all kind of 
other fresh fruits surrounding the desserts and it just it looks beautiful i love that i know every time that um i make like chocolate covered strawberries they go so quickly at parties yeah. um and i'm allergic to strawberries <laughs> so i really do that for others yeah. <laughs> um there's also like pre-packaged and pre-wrapped desserts that have become really really popular post-covid um things like personal pies mini cheesecakes um pre-wrapped cookies ice cream sandwiches um it's less communal and it's still so delicious Mm -hmm. and it's it just makes people feel safer also like it doesn't mean that you can't have like just one yeah like you can still have like (laughs) as much dessert as you want um but then it does it provide portions for people um, and you will most likely be able to distribute and give to guests easier if you have extras at the end of the night. Right. Some uh, concerning like that five tier big old cake. Mm-hmm. I think the part of the reason why it's so huge is because you're trying to serve that cake to everybody, right? Yeah. And so you have X number of slices for however many people you have. If you have a large guest list. Mm-hmm. You know, that cake has to be huge. So you can opt for uh, cupcakes instead of cake slices. Mm -hmm. That's super popular. I would say that that's like the second most popular uh, alternative to like having a giant cake right after like big dessert bars. And I've only like recently heard about people doing this Mm -hmm. and I don't know why it hasn't been done like for decades. My cousin, um, she had tons of cupcakes like different types Mm -hmm. and like they were all so beautiful set it up so like just visually aesthetically just gorgeous Mm -hmm. um and then we got to take as many cupcakes as we wanted and they were great and that's awesome yeah and then i wasn't waiting for like my slice of little cake and i didn't hear my dad complain about like why didn't i get a bigger slice of cake (laughs) right he could just go and get another cupcake um and it was just like that's the first time i had seen it and since then i've seen it done so much um and the real reason that uh cakes are so big wedding cakes are so popular is because of that iconic cutting the cake moment Mm -hmm. with the bride and groom uh so there is an alternative to this and it is perfect (laughs) um you can have your dessert bar your cupcakes as alternatives and still have a very small personal cake that is decorated wedding themed it has your cake top or whatever that you and your partner cut. Mm-hmm. That is what you take pictures of. Um, and that is what you can save for your first anniversary if that's like something you want to do. Um, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't have to be this gargantuan confectionery. It can just be a small little cake. Yeah. Be- that yeah. It, and it's personal to you. You know, it's going to be on our sweetheart table. Nobody's going to touch it. It's going to yeah. be ours. Well, it's and be it's something that we're doing to like honor my grandma because we said she's a mm-hmm. fantastic um, baker. But I don't want a giant cake. And also, I don't want her to worry about a giant cake on the day of. I want her to enjoy her time. And so um, we've asked her to make a little personal cheesecake for the two of us because we love cheesecake. And also, it's an homage to my parents' wedding who um, had cheesecake that Mm -hmm. my grandma made. Uh, Honestly, her cake is so good. Uh, She's fantastic. She's um, amazing. This this episode is sponsored by The Love for Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) but they, yeah, there are so many alternatives. And what we are actually doing is, uh, we have mentioned, an ice cream truck. Yes. Um, so we are doing our little sweetheart cake that we are cutting. But then after our um, kind of initial first dances, our caterer leaves and our ice cream truck arrives. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. It is a um, husband and wife duo that have this ice cream truck. They are fantastic. Um, I had scoured all of LA County looking for different ice cream trucks. Um, we tried a couple. Yeah, we did. And, um, I was having a hard time because they were only providing, um, a couple different options for ice cream and it was very limited menu. And one that I had almost, uh, settled on, they could not guarantee me certain flavors for the day. Mm -hmm. And I, I was having a hard time with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we ended up uh, choosing was um, this King Cone in L.A. I totally recommend. Um, but uh, they have everything. Shakes, 
um, snow cones. They are going to do cones, cups, sundaes, banana splits. They're serving coffee and tea. Um, they have just like everything you can imagine. And when I contacted them to just ask like, Hey, you know, about options, they were like, Oh yeah, let's meet up and let me, have you tried some of my stuff? And we went, we took Abby, the three of us got all different things. We tried everything and we were super pleased. It was delicious. And he's, he's given us the full menu too, isn't he? The full menu. Yeah. And totally customizable. Um, it is so reasonably priced. I will say it is under a thousand dollars for all of this stuff. And that is, I mean, amazing. Most wedding cakes average at eight, 800 to $1,200 for just a wedding cake. Good Lord. Yes. Um, and so with this ice cream truck, yeah, he is under a thousand dollars and they provide the entire menu, um, along with all of the fixins and everything. And, um, when we went to meet him, he refused to take any money. Yeah. We even tried to tip him and he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I booked him like later that day because yeah. we were so excited. Sweet guy. Great business. Love the ice cream. Yes. I'm so freaking excited for and that. And <laughs> when we have been um, looking at vendors, that has really been something that we have chosen to stick with. Our, um, like small businesses, like we were mm-hmm. saying, um, we want to support uh, local businesses. And we also know that they are the um, best to work with mm-hmm. in, in our experience. I think one thing that I don't think we've ever like said it out loud, but something that we together have kind of decided on is when we're selecting each of these vendors, we're selecting the people that Absolutely. we like, you know, yeah. it's and their it's, policies that it, come. Yeah, with that. exactly. Because that's huge. I don't want to do, I don't want to do business with somebody that's not agreeable. Mm-hmm. Um, or who's not able to accommodate, who's not willing to accommodate. Yeah. Like they know how important this day is. Uh, and if you can communicate to them that you know that their presence there is important and crucial and very appreciated, mm-hmm. um, they are absolutely going to work with you. Yeah. So we're going to have to start wrapping up because we realized we there's so many things that we want to say. Mm-hmm. And we're already splitting up these, these vendor things. So we'll talk about drinks and, and other stuff in a later episode. Woo-hoo. But we really... We really just want to shout out to Basil Pizza Bar in, in LA, LA. Mm. and King Cone Ice Cream because they are beautiful, perfect, delicious. Love them, and we are so excited to have them uh, come and be a part of our wedding. Absolutely, and we will be giving positive reviews because we've had nothing but positive experiences and look forward to continuing that experience positively. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go check them out because really they are fantastic. Absolutely, and so when you are considering what to have and serve at your wedding, think about your timeline when discussing if you're going to do hors d'oeuvres, if you're going to do a cocktail hour, how much food are we going to have? Same thing with your dinner what style do we want to serve our food in? Not just what type, what cuisine, mm-hmm. but also how are we going to distribute it? Yeah. What is best for us? This is the end of our something else segment. Just for a quick review, there are so many options for your dining experience, whether it's catering, buffet, food truck, or if you just want to do it yourself. Communicate with your vendors ab- about your venue and vice versa. Ask a ton of questions. Make sure that everyone is on the same page so you can have a blast on your big day without worry. At the end of the day, serve the food that you both enjoy, but keep in mind that you two are not the only ones eating. Be considerate, but don't sacrifice your wants. If you really want a pizza food truck, but you're worried that your stuck-up Aunt Karen is going to complain that she didn't get to choose between steak, chicken, or fish, I'm going to say forget her. You do you and enjoy your damn pizza. We sure are. We'll be back Wednesday to continue this very important conversation about the who, what, where, when, and why, and how when it comes to all things wedding vendors. Until then, happy planning.